Uh, and we're going to be a little brief here this morning. I made up for it last week. Uh, and we're going to see, basically, as we look at uh, the last few verses of Third John, we're going to see John uh, make a commendation of Demetrius and basically give his closing comments before he intends to come and visit these folks. Uh, so we'll be in Third John. We're going to start at verse 11 here this morning. We're going to take verse 11 right down to the bottom. And it goes like this. He says, Beloved... Follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Demetrius hath good report of all men, and of the truth itself, yea, and we also bear record that we know, and, and ye know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not with pen, ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, again, I thank you for this personal note from John. We really get to look into John's heart feelings for these folk, for Gaius. Demetrius, we thank you for this. Shows us how we ought to be as Christians. Guide us through this passage. Show us your truth. And help us to change our lives to be more in line with you. We ask all that in your name. Amen. So right here in verse 11, we see once again... John starts right off, he's, he's talking to Gaius, That's, this letter is written from John to Gaius. It's not John writing to a church, he's writing to one guy, Gaius. And he calls him beloved, right off the bat. He says, beloved, that's that word agapete. Uh, and then he encourages him, he says, beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. There's so many things you can follow in this world, isn't there? There's a lot of things you can follow. I mean, uh, John's telling Gaius not to give in to Diotrephes. Remember, we talked about Diotrephes last week when we were here together. Uh, and Diotrephes, was, he loved to be the leader. He was, he was a leader in this church. He loved the leadership role. He loved people uh, respecting him and holding, up in, holding him in high esteem. John's telling Gaius, hey, that evil that you see in, in Diotrephes, don't follow that. Don't descend to his level of dirty politics. Just keep following doing what's good. Now, you and I as Christians, we need to be aware of that tendency, don't we? That's a tendency we all have. Especially in this day and age, it seems. Uh, it's so easy in this day and age, to do what Solomon talks about in the Proverbs, answering a fool according to his folly. There's an awful lot of foolishness in this world. Foolish decisions made, foolish things spoken of, things that you, the people who are saying it know it's not true, but they're still purporting it. Don't argue with these people. Don't answer a fool according to their folly. Just don't do it. That's what John's telling Gaius to do. And it's true for us today. 
you know, uh, if you want to outside, that's Solomon says, don't answer a fool according to his folly. But uh, all I can think of is his real name, Samuel Clemens. Uh, Mark Twain. Mark Twain, uh, he said in a funny sort of a way, uh, he says, don't ever argue with an idiot because you'll drag him down to your level and then beat you with experience. Uh, that's, that's what Mark Twain had to say. Solomon just says, don't answer a fool according to his folly. Uh, but instead, John says to do what is good. And John reinforces this command. Yeah, he says, follow that which is good. And then he says, he that doeth good is of God. Now, this Greek phrase that's here about doing good, it's only found here in all of John's writings. Now, although that fact that this phrase is only, doing good is only found here, uh, that's true and that's accurate, it does remind me an awful lot of what we saw in 1 John. It's very similar to what he says in 1 John about speaking, about doing right and contrasting that with sinning. Now, in that particular case, way back when we were looking at 1 John, John compared sinning with lawlessness. You can go back and look at it yourself. I'm not going to go over it again. He compared it with lawlessness and rebellion. Here in 3 John, doing good is seen in the context of providing hospitality. Remember, that's what we've, John's been commending Gaius for doing. You've been providing good hospitality to traveling ministers of the gospel who are ministering out of their own expense. Uh, and we've already seen that Gaius has been doing particularly well in that category. There's no shortcoming in Gaius's life there. And John's trying to encourage him in that. Keep it up. Keep it up. Especially as it regards Demetrius, who we're going to look at in just a moment here. We'll see that when we get to verse 12. But typical of John... John doesn't often tell you to do one thing without giving you the opposite as well. That's one of the things I like about John. Uh, so he says, He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. He gives us the opposite as well. If you do good, then you're of God. But if I don't see you doing good, if I see you doing evil, then you don't know God. If we continue in the example of showing hospitality to traveling Christians, and then not showing hospitality then is to do evil. And that's the work of the devil. And that's exactly what Diotrephes was guilty of. We looked at that last week. And John's already pointed out that he's in the wrong. We've already looked at it. I don't, we're not going to hammer Diotrephes anymore. Doing good and not doing good are marks of whether you are of God or not of God? You know, I can't help but think that that's a very, we've seen it throughout everything John writes. We've went through the Gospel of John, we've been through all three letters of John, it's the same theme. It's a very simple test of Christian character. Very, very simple test of Christian character. Who are they focused on? Diotrephes was focused on himself. He loved to have the preeminence. He liked to be number one. But Gaius 
is focused on others. You naturally might expect me to say that he was focused on God, but that's not exactly the truth. He was focused on others. That's the theme that we see in 3 John here. And that ought to be our focus as well. We saw that all through 1 John especially, that our focus ought to be on loving each other as believers. Where's your focus? I'm stuck on this focus thing, by the way. I spent the last week focusing lasers. All week long I focused lasers. Uh, and you know, with a laser, our laser printers, they're uh, 30 watt, I'll make a little pitch here. Uh, the C350 laser that I was working on last week, all, I worked on a bunch of them, they're 30 watt lasers. I can burn through a steel plate with them, or I can print on a uh, Keurig K-cup thing without burning through the plastic. Uh, it's all on where, what your focal distance is. I'm focusing however many uh, watts of the laser power on whatever target I'm trying to hit. I can burn anodizing off aluminum. I can burn through steel plate. I can etch on fiberglass. Or I can print on a little water bottle without burning through it. What's your focus? What is our focus? And that's critical. We have all the power of the Holy Spirit at our disposal. What are we focusing on? We can do unbelievable things. We can have a sensitive touch or we can blast through steel. What are you focused on? I can't help it. I've been doing that all week long. That's, that's been what my gig has been this past week. I'll change gigs next week. We'll be doing something different. But that's what I've been on this time. And here we see John finally get around to addressing his commendation of Demetrius. And I think it's safe to say that by endorsing Demetrius in this way, in this context, John is expecting Gaius to show Demetrius hospitality when he arrives. John's sending Demetrius on his way. Hey, I'm sending this guy along. You're going to see him show up, Gaius. Uh, I also tend to believe that Demetrius was the guy that delivered the letter of 3 John. I'm not the only one, so a lot of other commentators think so too. I think when John wrote 3 John to Gaius, he said, Demetrius, would you carry this over to my buddy Gaius? I, personally, I think that's how it happened. Uh, it's also quite possible, I'm not going to stand too firm on this, it's quite possible that Demetrius was also a traveling missionary from John's church. There's a fair bit of evidence to support that. Uh, now, speaking of Demetrius, John says, He hath good report of all men, and of the truth itself. That's an interesting phrase. I'm going to come back to it. You chew on that for a minute here. But the only other Demetrius that's ever spoken of in the New Testament is a silversmith in Ephesus mentioned in Acts chapter 19. Paul says, well, you did a lot of harm for me. That was in Ephesus. Some people have speculated that this is the same Demetrius and that he'd come to know Christ at this point. That's possible. I'm not going to stand too firm on that. I don't think there's a lot of evidence to support that but I throw it out there for your consideration. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit working in somebody's life can change anyone. No matter how wicked they are, look at the Apostle Paul himself. He was on his way to kill Christians. He just finished killing Stephen. He's on his way to kill more Christians. He liked killing Christians. 
He did it like it was his job. It was his job. And God struck him down on the Damascus Road, and he became the greatest evangelist probably this world has ever seen. God can work with anyone. Perhaps this Demetrius that did Paul a lot of harm in Ephesus might be the same guy. I don't know. I guess we'll know when we get there. But uh, this first little bit of his commendation doesn't really need a whole lot of explanation. It says, Demetrius hath a good report of all men. Everybody said, that Demetrius, good guy. Now, we've all met folks that uh, sometimes they, nobody has anything good to say about them. Or sometimes you know somebody who, yeah, he's, he's, he's a little strange, but he does this, and they'll give a good commendation. Demetrius, everybody said, yeah, Demetrius, he's a good guy. Now, that sort of expression is found a lot of places in the New Testament. I was actually surprised when I started looking to find out. Uh, we see it in Acts chapter 6, verse 3. We see it in Acts 10, 22. Acts 16, uh, verse 2. Acts 22, verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 10. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2, 11, verse 4, 11, verse 5, 11, verse 39. You want the highest concentration of them, read Hebrews 11. And you see over and over, these people had a good report of all men. When it's rep I was shocked to see how many times that shows up. And that tells me, when it's throughout the New Testament, that that's how you and I ought to be too. I don't know if I have that reputation. I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of people in this very area who can say, yeah, that Dan, he may be all right in this regard, but boy, I don't like that. But as I look through the New Testament and see how many times this is said, that Demetrius had a good report of all men. I think that's something we ought to strive for. By the way, that's one of the only things we know about this Demetrius. It just says... Yeah, he had a good report of all men. And that's quite something to hang your hat on. I don't know. It seems kind of simple, but uh, it seems like something we all ought to be striving for. Don't you agree? Now, the second part is the part that I think could use a little bit of explanation. What in the world does John mean when he says Demetrius is well spoken of the truth itself? The truth itself speaks well of Demetrius. What does that mean? Now, we've already seen that John equates the truth with Jesus and the gospel about Jesus. We've seen that throughout 1 John. We saw it hinted at in 2 John. We've already seen it in 3 John. The truth equals Jesus and the gospel. So here, the nature of Demetrius' commitment to the gospel of Jesus Christ is to demonstrate it in his behavior and in his love for others. You see what I'm saying? See, the only thing that we know about Demetrius is that everyone respected and approved of him because he was focused on the gospel. Again, my thoughts have been on focusing this past week. Demetrius was focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, 
John then adds his own uh, personal commendation to the testimony of the others. And it, he says, everybody says that uh, Demetrius is a great guy. Even the truth itself, the gospel itself, declares that Demetrius is a good guy. And John adds himself to it. He says, we also bear record. I say Demetrius is a good guy too. We, I'm saying that that's John's church too, when he includes we. We, and John then reminds Gaius that his own commendation can be trusted. He says, and ye know that our record is true. Gaius, you know my church. You know that when we endorse this guy, he's a good guy. I, I'm still struck by it. the only thing we know about this Demetrius is that everybody said, yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, that's pretty significant. And as I say, when John says we, he's almost definitely referring to his own home church. Uh, we, already, we looked at that last week. So based on all these good reports, John expects that Gaius will provide the necessary hospitality to Demetrius when he arrives. Demetrius is on his way from John to Gaius. Gaius, I expect you to treat him properly. Verses 13 and 14 will close up. This is, this is John's closing comments. He says, I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. John's closing comments here are almost exactly the same as what we saw in 2 John, verse 12. He says, I have many things to write, but I'm not going to write them down with pen and ink. I, I trust that I'm going to see you shortly. And when I get there, I'll tell you the rest of it. We'll speak face to face. The letter of 3 John is basically just a rough outline of exactly what John wants to say to Gaius when he gets there. Now, as we pointed out when we were in 2 John, this, this is an interesting expression, this face-to-face. -face. It's a Greek phrase, it's stoma pro stoma, mouth-to-mouth, uh, -mouth, we said when we were in uh, 2 John. That's literally what it means, mouth-to-mouth. And John, what he's saying here, I, I expect I'm going to be there in just a little bit. John intends to give further instructions, and he intends to give them personally, face-to-face. -face. I'm not going to bother to, you might misunderstand me if I just write this down. I'm going to be right there so I can see the expression on your face, so that I can know wow, this guy just doesn't get it, let me express it a little bit differently. We're going to make sure what John has to say to Gaius is so important, he wants to make certain that these things are done properly. There's no substitute for face-to-face. -face. I don't care, telephone call, email, there's no substitute for a face-to-face -face communication where we, we know for a fact that the message got through properly. And that's what John's concern is. I can write this down, I'm just going to give you an outline because I'm going to be there in a little bit, and then I'm going to make sure you understand this. That's how important this was. And then John wraps up by saying, peace to thee. And he adds, 
our friends salute thee and greet the friends by name. Twice he says friends. Now it seems to me that John's saying that the church, our friends, give its greetings. The whole church says hi, Gaius. And he expects Gaius to pass those greetings along to his church. But the word friends is a bit unusual. It's not unheard of. Uh, Jesus used it himself in John chapter 15, verse 15. Uh, the word is philoi, which of course is based in phileo, love, brotherly love. Uh, so basically John's saying the brothers, the friends, the people who are all basically related together as family, my family says hi to your family. I expect you to pass on the message there, Gaius. But he's given the, the concept of family friendship, philoi. Now, at this point, I've got to give a bit of a tip of the hat to our Quaker brothers, because they refer to each other as friends. You know, Quakers don't call themselves Quakers. We, we people who are not Quakers call Quakers Quakers. Uh, and uh, you can go back into church history to see why. I'm not going to get into that. But Quakers refer to themselves as friends. In fact, they call their church the Society of Friends. Uh, if you've never been to a Quaker church service, I recommend you visit them sometime. It's quite a learning experience. The early church often referred to each other as friends. We see that in other outside-of-the-Bible texts. John here is one of the only ones that calls them friends. Uh, but other early church manuscripts point out that this was used a lot. This was a common term. I think it's important for us to look at each other as family, as friends, as bound together to help us understand the relationship that we do have. We're supposed to watch out. We're supposed to protect. We're supposed to confirm, uphold, back up each other as Christians. But that's the end of what John has to say. I've, I've run out of book, uh, so I'm going to have to stop there. Now, let's give a little bit of a backup here. Brother Fisher covered the book of Revelation. I taught all the books of John, so now you folks who have sat in the classes here know all that John has had to say to us as believers. Every single thing John had to say has been gone over, and I think you'll, you'll agree, everything John had to say was very, very practical, wasn't it? John is just a down-to-earth guy, good practical stuff. Hey, I want you guys to see each other as brothers, I want you to regard each other as family and friends. Peace be to you. What a send-off, John says. Do you mind if I close in a word of prayer?